Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope about our Savior, Jesus Christ. We hope that y'all are doing good today. Today is day six of my fast, of this 21-day fast that I'm on, seeking God for wisdom and understanding and His purpose for my life in 2021. I hope it's going well with all y'all today. I'm so excited to talk about y'all. I know in the past, previous two podcasts, I was talking about different names of Jesus. But this has been in my spirit for a couple of days now to talk about this. And Jesus had a defining moment in his ministry where people who believed in him couldn't go no further because of some words that he said. And I want to talk about this today. And the title of the message will be very simple. Jesus, the bread of life. Boy, when he told this to the masses, they couldn't understand him. They saw the miracles. They saw all the great things that he'd done. But they just couldn't. Some couldn't even go no further. They walked away from the ministry. I don't know who I'm talking to today. I want you to know Jesus is the bread of life. Don't throw in a towel. Don't give up. Trust and believe in God because he's the bread of life. I'm so excited to share this word with you that God has laid on my heart. Uh, I was driving. I was driving and uh, it just, just kept hitting me over and over again that, man, you need to talk about this. And so I said, I'm going to do this. We want to talk about it. And I want to let you know that whatever is on your heart and mind is on God's heart, man, that he loves you with an everlasting love. He would never leave you nor forsake you. I want you to know that he is the bread of life. And I'm so excited to talk to you about the bread of life and what Jesus and who he is because he was foretold about in the Old Testament and one of the biggest things that was hard for people to believe that he was the Messiah. And the reason why, because we all look for pomp and circumstances. We look for things that stand out. We want to see the person be uh, spectacular, not just someone who comes to earth in a servant role, who wants to help men, who wants to bless people. This is what Christ did. Christ became a servant. He didn't come in his royal majesty. In other words, he didn't come like that. He came just to be down with people who were down. The Bible says that he came for the lost. He came for those who needed a physician. He came for those who needed to know that there were hope in God. And mainly he came to give us eternal life, to give us away from death, and see, now, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Death doesn't have no sting no more for the believers because the believers know that Christ paid the price. And so we know that our loved ones who are not here on earth, that they are in heaven, that they are with, they're with God. And they are living in victory. They are living with God. And guess what? One day we, we're going to go there and we're going to meet them. So I'm, I'll be looking in John chapter 6. 
I'll be reading from the NIV. We'll be looking at starting at verse 25. But you know how we do it. First, I want to let you know again, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And he loves you with an everlasting love. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, I don't care what you may feel like. You know, I don't care what the enemy is trying to tell you that you won't succeed. You won't get this. You won't get that. The devil is alive. Because God says in his word that he has a plan for us to give us a good expected end. I want you to be able to believe that in 2021. I know we're still dealing with COVID. I know you're tired of wearing your face mask. I know you want things to go back to normal. I know we lost a lot of people in 2020 and losing people in 2021. But let me tell you something. God is in control of everything. There's nothing that surprises God. There's nothing that happens that God doesn't know. He's all-knowing. And I want you to know that today. But also, before I start, I just want to give a thanks to the people who listen to the podcast. And I want to call them by countries and states so that I want the people that listen know that we all have become a family because we're not alone. We're all together. And so I want to thank y'all for being a part of you alone, not family. And I thank you for listening and taking the time just to hear, the, hear what the Lord has laid on my heart. It touches me every day. I thank you. I thank you for willing to listen to what the God has given me to say. And so today I'm going to do, I'm going to do it backwards. I want to take, thank the listener in Spain who listens. I want to thank the people in Russia and Iran, the United Kingdom and Canada. But in, in my home nation, the United States, I would like to thank the people where I live at. I live in Chicago, but I thank all the people in Illinois who listen to the podcast. All the people in South Carolina who listen to the podcast, I thank you. All the people in New York who listen to the podcast, the people in Pennsylvania, I thank you for listening to the podcast. The people in Wisconsin, I thank you for listening to the podcast. For the people in North Carolina, I thank you for listening to the podcast. And the people in California, I thank you for listening to the podcast today. And guess what? And as the Lord will, guess what? When he's ready to reach other places, We'll talk about them, but I want to thank you. But also I want to pray for us because we are a part of the You Are Not Alone family. And I want to be able to lift y'all up in 2021. Father, I just pray for anyone who listens to this podcast, Father, that first of all, that you will reveal yourself to them, the mysteries of your word, Father, that you will protect them, that you will give them guidance, God, that you will show up in their circumstances and deliver them from the hand of the enemy. I pray, Father, that as Jesus says, do not lead them into temptation, but deliver them from the evil one, Father. I pray, Father, right now for those who are incarcerated. I pray for those who are in the hospital. I pray for the wills, the orphans. I pray for anyone who is oppressed. And one of the things that I want to pray for and just add to our prayer, I pray for the persecuted church because this word is being heard in persecuted places. What we're talking about. Someone, somewhere, 
living in persecution is able to hear what God has to say. Father, I just thank you. I pray for them, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So I hope that you're excited because I'm excited. I'm excited to, to talk about this. And I just want to give a biblical account what Jesus said and, and so uh, that uh, we can see why it, it affected the people in such a way that they couldn't, some couldn't go no further. They walked away from the ministry. I want to tell you, don't walk away from your ministry. Trust and believe that God, that God is good, that God sits on the throne, that he's able. I want you to know that how we change things is believe we change things through prayer. Prayer is the ultimate weapon to defeat the hands of the enemy. The Bible says men ought to pray and not faint. The Bible says that men ought to pray and not faint. And the Bible says if you don't faint not, you will receive a harvest. Paul said fight the good fight of faith. So today we're going to fight the good fight of faith. And we're going to talk about Jesus, the bread of life. I want you to be encouraged today that Jesus is the bread of life and we're going to dive into it. But this is the count that I want to talk about. Remember this, whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. And God loves you. He would never leave you nor forsake you. He would never let you be out there alone. This is a biblical account. For the bread of God that which comes down from heaven gives life to the world. They said to him, so, sir, Give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hunger. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. That's a powerful declaration that Christ made to the people. And, and I, just wanted, I just want you to see it again. Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And see, they couldn't understand what he was saying when he was saying what he was saying. Because guess what? The enemy had their minds blinded that they couldn't receive what Jesus was saying. They couldn't understand it. It was just too much. It was too heavy for the people. But Jesus was giving them an account of his life and, and who he was. He wanted them to know who he was. He wanted them to know that he was the bread of life. That he was the sustaining power that would keep you from being hungry and keep you from being thirsty. And so it was over, it overwhelmed some people and they just couldn't deal with. It. And sometimes, you know, uh, I know it's hard, you know, as believers, when we believe in the Lord, sometimes, you know, it seems like, man, where is the Lord at? Where is the Lord at? You know, cause sometimes you want that answer so fast. You want God to just to do it. And so, but we have to maintain our faith in God. And you know, I want you to understand this. You, uh, the last podcast I did, I talked about Jehovah Jireh, which meant that God is our provider. And Jesus is the bread of life. John records Jesus' promise that all who freely accept this bread will no longer hunger. The first of thy I am statements of Jesus, which solidified 
his nature as fully God and fully man. I am the bread of life, which describes the way we find satisfaction through Christ alone. God is our supplier of divine bread. Just want you to know that. That this is what he, he, he is. The NIV commentary. Whoever eats it will live forever. Every word Jesus spoke on earth carried precise weight and meaning. The important note of the scripture defines our need to trust the living word satisfies our physical bodies and our hearts and soul. See, they were looking at it in the natural. They didn't understand or perceive or really understand what he was saying. So it perplexed the people. It made them confused because they didn't understand. It was just, you know, like this, but guess what? But there were people who believed who he was and they would never doubt him because without faith it's impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe that he's a reward of those that diligently seek him. Check this out. The meaning of I am the bread of life found in John chapter 6 verse 35. John begins his gospel about in the beginning was the word and the word was God. John 1 1. Manna was the miraculous bread given to the Israelites as they traveled through the deserts. Enough was given to them to satisfy their hunger for the day. If they kept any for the next day, it was spoiled. With worms, Jesus overturned the traditional Jewish belief by referring to himself as the bread of life. You know, the the Bible said God uses the foolish of the world to confound the wise. It was just too much, in other words, because he, was, he made a bold declaration, but he's God. And he's just only just letting people know who he is. In other words, because guess what? It's getting close to time for him to be glorified once again back with his father. You know, Jewish leaders also refer to the bread or manna as spiritual food in this text. John record Jesus explained he is the bread of life, the very word of God made flesh as the people yearned for the heavenly bread and as the rabbis reinterpreted this bread to mean wisdom or life-sustaining presence of God. I want you to know we serve an awesome God. He's able to do all that we ask exceedingly abundantly of all that we can think. So now Jesus is the precious gift. The day before Jesus said these things, he had fed a crowd of over 5,000 people with a load, with a load and fishes. Not since that day, manna had a prophet provided a miracle of bread like that. So, you know, when he fed the 5,000, 
And actually, you know, people believe it can be up to 10 to 15,000 people because they didn't count the women and children. And so when he comes in John chapter 6, talking about he's the bread of life, he proved that he could feed them naturally because what did he do? We know that the Bible gives account that he fed the 5,000. So we, we know that for facts. In other words, that he did something was totally a miracle. In other words, so he could sustain them. But he said that he was the bread of life. And it was just, you know, that they just was overwhelmed with that. Jesus was now proclaiming to be man himself. Not only is God provides for our physical needs, but his word made flesh satisfy the need of our soul. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is more than enough. He's the bread of life. And so now we're going to go into the, we're going to go into the text. Like I said, I'm reading from the NIV and I, I, and I just want to share these things with you. And this is what it says. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when do you, when did you get, get here? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me, not because you saw the miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food. The sport that spoil, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man would give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. See now, Jesus is talking about this thing of eternal life. Eternal life means that there is no more death. In other words, when you get into eternal life, you're going to be in existence with God forever. And so what Jesus is saying in 25 and 26 and 27, he's saying this, and we're going to look at it again because I want you to get it. I don't want you to miss out. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. See, Jesus is saying, hey, God approves of me. God approves of me, and I'm about to do something for you that's totally awesome. And he's getting ready to let them know, hey, I can take care of you. He already took care of him in the natural. Now he wants to take care of him in the spiritual. He wanted to give them what they could never expect, eternal life. And eternal life means that, guess what? There's no suffering. There's no pain. There's just being in complete praise and worship and adoring God. I want you to get excited. I want to tell you this because I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you with an everlasting love. He will never leave you or forsake you. That's how good God is. 
I want you to get excited because we have a Savior who says he's the bread of life and that he's going to give us eternal life. I want you to get excited because I'm excited. And so I'm just so happy to talk today because this has been on my heart and mind, you know, in other words, because as we look at this, we're going to find out, you know, when Jesus says this stuff to these people, these people get offended, man, they get mad. They get mad at him. And the reason why they get mad at him, you know, they saw the healing, they saw the miracles, he fed them all. But this right here, they couldn't receive. See, it takes faith to receive that God is who he is. It truly takes faith to believe that he's the bread of life. And like I, like I tell y'all, God has laid this so heavy on my heart to talk to you about this because he wants you to know that he can sustain you naturally, spiritually. He's more than enough. And, and, and that's, that's the hope that, I, that you get out of this, that he's more than enough. And, 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 no, and I just want you to know that. And also I want you to know, too, I'm still on this third-day challenge of taking Jesus' name and using his name in the right authority. I don't want to play with his name. I want to talk about who he is. I want the world to know that Jesus, that there's authority in his name, that there's power in his name. I want the world to know that God is good. I'm so excited to talk about him today. Ooh, I feel like a weight is off of me talking about this to y'all today. I feel like the joy of the Holy Spirit is upon me. And I just need to talk about it today. On the sixth day of this fast. That Jesus is the bread of life. And I understand why Jesus wants me to talk about it while I'm on a fast. Because guess what he's doing right now? He's sustaining me. He's sustaining me. His word is feeding me as I speak. His word is feeding me. In other words, so I'm not thirsty. I'm not hungry right now. I'm hungry because of what he's given me through his word. Let's go on because you see, and it's getting popular for y'all. <laughs> then they asked him, what must we do to do the work of God required? Jesus answered them, the work of God is this. To believe in the one he sent. See what I mean about faith? It ain't hard. It ain't hard being a Christian. It ain't hard being a believer. Jesus said this. Verse 29. I want you to take this verse. And if you got an index card or a piece of paper, I want you to write it down. I want you to put it somewhere where you can see it. Jesus answered, the work of God is this. To believe in the one he has sent. Too easy. Man, it got to be more to this, man. It got to be more than this. It, it just can't be this simple. If it's this simple. See, that's what I want you to know. It ain't hot. Okay. So they asked him, what miracle sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our forefathers ate manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. See, now this is now, now I want you to take a pause because like I said, I want you to remember verse 29. But I also want you to remember verse 32 because now we first to get into 
We're going to get into something because now we get into this thing where Jesus is just going to just going to just blow their minds. He's going to say some ratifying things that's going to bring about a change that's going to make people decide, I can't believe in you. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. It is not Moses who had given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. He's talking about himself. He's saying that he's the true bread of life that God sent down from heaven. So in other words, I want you to understand because this, this deal with the miraculous birth of Christ. In other words, this deal with the man in the wilderness. Christ is dealing with all of this right now. And I want you to understand, he's dealing with all the things that he wants you to know. Hey, I'm here. I am. I'm, I, I'm who I am. I'm God. In other words, it's just as the man came down, so I, I, I come down from heaven. To give you eternal life, to sustain you, to give you an expected end. To give you an expected end. The bread of life. Let's look at verse 32 again because like I said, we got we to gotta get into this meat of this thing. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. It is not Moses who, who has given you the bread from heaven. But is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. See, because we were dead. We were dead in our sin. Man, it wasn't no, it wasn't no hope for us. <laughs> Talking about, this is why God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that he can restore us back. Restoration. To restore us back to the right foundation with him. Okay. Now check this out. Now this was they, now they going, they go, they going. Sir, they said from now on, give us this bread. See now. See, they they he they they thinking that it's gonna be something spectacular. They're looking for a show. They're not looking for what he's getting ready to tell them, because what he's getting ready to tell them is going to. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna seem like it's gonna backfire on God, but it ain't gonna backfire on God. God ain't gonna, God ain't gonna lose out. I want you to understand it, sir. They said, verse thirty-four, sir. They said, from now on, give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never thirst. But as I told you, you have seen me. And still you do not believe. All that the Father has given me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Okay. I want you to see that because you, if you don't see this, then you're going to miss what he's saying. Jesus make a declaration to all believers that he will never drive you away. If you come to him, he's going to maintain his way in your life understand this i want you i want you to see it because if you don't see it then you would be like danny i didn't see it in other words i want you to see it let's go to verse 37 all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me i will never drive away for i have come down from heaven like the manna in the in the old testament 
He said, tell me, you got to see, you got to understand this, that Jesus was miraculous birth. He wasn't born the way we were created. He wasn't created in sin. Okay, so he says this in verse 3. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Did you hear that? It ain't about me. It's about my father. My father told me to come down here, and I'm going to do his will. This is not for me. This is for my father. But you got to understand the bigger picture. The bigger picture, the reason why he sent, because the father is sending him so that we can be adopted into the family and say, Abba, Father, that we, when we call on him, we can say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. In other words, we can call him Daddy. <laughs> Did you hear that? You get to call God Daddy. You get to say, as my son Brian calls me, he calls me Pops. What's up, Pops? See what I'm saying? That's what he says to me, and it's cool to me, too. Make me feel cool. But y'all know I'm just, just messing with you. He say, what's up, pops? In other words, so, you know, hey, I have to, that make me think, in other words. So I, I just want to share that with you. So uh, check this out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up in the last day. Okay. So this is what he's saying. That in when the last day comes, he, he ain't had to lose nothing. Anything that belongs to him is going to stay his. He ain't pushing you away. He ain't doing none of that stuff. He's in it for the long haul. And he said he's going to raise them up in the last day. That he's going to give them hope. He's going to give them hope. Then in verse 41, he says this. At this, the Jews begin to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. It was, it was too simple. It became complex because they wasn't living in the spirit. They were living in the flesh. Then verse 42, they said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, who father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? See, now, this is what people going to do. Whatever's on your heart and mind's on God's heart and mind. He loves you, whatever, less than love. You're not alone. Please send your prayer request in so I can pray with you. So I want you to see this. The first thing people begin to do to you, when you tell them that God is in your life and you bought this, this is what God is doing, what's the first thing people do? They take and throw your past at you. This is what they say in verse 42. They say, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say, I came down from heaven? You know, they, they, they're, like, they, they're like, oh, this is just, this is crazy. So Jesus said this, I came down from heaven. Stop grumbling among yourself. Jesus answered, no one has come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. I will raise him up in the last day. 
It is written in the prophets. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from his, him comes to him. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the man in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that I come down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. The bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Check this out. I want you to understand. You know what Jesus is talking about? They missing it. He's talking about the cross. See, they thinking he's talking about eating his body. His, his body is, the, he is the bread of life. Because he's going to take the weight of sin upon his body. You have to understand this. That what he's saying here, that they can't understand it because they don't know the revelation of the cross. The cross is the defining factor. Jesus is saying that, hey, I'm going to the cross. In other words, and because I'm going to the cross, I'm going to give you something that you ain't never had. You're not going to die. You're going to live forever. To be absent from the body is to be present with God. Remember, you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you with everlasting love. I just want you to be encouraged and know that God is good. God is working on your behalf. He's fighting for you. But you got to know that he's the bread of life. And the bread of life is the cross. So now we got that. We got that out of the way. So now we understand that really what he's trying to tell him, he's trying to tell him about his death. He's trying to let the whole world know, hey, man, I got your back. Because when I do what I'm, what I'm going to do, because he, he lets you know within this chapter, he said he's here to do his father's will. We know when he's in the God Gethsemane, what he says, not my will, but thy will be done. So in other words, I'm trying to give you clarity and clarification so that you can see that Jesus was talking about things before they even happened. This is why God put this message on my heart to share with the world that he's the bread of life. He truly is the bread of life. Okay, now, now I want you to say, you're talking about, because now guess what? Now here come the kick. Here come the kick. We get into the finale. We get into the finale. We get into that. We get into that because I want you to see. Because what he said is devastating the people. They can't even concentrate no more. They, 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 they upset. And this is what happened. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat my eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now check this out. Now I'm, I'm, just, I'm just really messed with your mind. Do you know what he's talking about now? Every first Sunday or whatever Sunday your church have, we have communion. What do we do? We eat his body and we drink his blood. See, they couldn't understand. But I want you to understand. Everything that he said, we're doing today. This is, why, this is why communion is so powerful. And people didn't understand this. But I want you to see this in chapter 6. In John chapter 6, he's talking about communion. He's talking about the cross. So this is why so much power in the cross, in communion. See, I didn't know that. This was, see, God's, God gave me this word so I can let you know how powerful 
the blood of Jesus is. How powerful when you take communion that you defeat the enemy. So let's go back. Let's go back because I want you to see it. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up in the last day. So all you communion takers, all you, guess what? You're going to be raised up in the last day. Because you believe in you believe in that he did what he said he did. You should shout hallelujah to yourself. You're supposed to say, oh, thank you, Father. I praise you. I glorify you. I magnify you. I thank you. Woo. Just want you to know. So when you take a communion, in other words, you understand. Now, you understand the reason why he's the bread of life. The manner that they get, he comes down. For, he's, he's, he's saying, hey, all the stuff that you saw in the Old Testament, I'm the fulfillment of that. I'm the fulfillment of that. That's what he's letting the whole world know, that he's the fulfillment. In verse 55, he said, for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks, he says this, my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living father sent me and I live because the father so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Caponium. <laughs> War, didn't he? Didn't he hit them hard? Talking about, they didn't understand. He's talking about the cross. He's talking about communion. I'm talking about, do you know every time you take communion, what you're doing? Every time you say the blood of Jesus, what you're doing? You got victory in that. Get excited. Praise him. Dance and shout. Love him. He's the real life. Now, check this out. Now, you know, I told you. Now, guess what? This is what it said. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Remember, whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. He loves you. You're not alone. Check this out in verse 60. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, tell me, Jesus is full of love, man. He ain't getting mad because he got a job to do and he's going to do it and he's going to do it well. He says this, does this offend you? What if you seen the son of man ascending to where he was before? The spirit gives life. The flesh counts it for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the father enables him. Did you hear that? He said that no one can against the father enables. So sometimes, you know, we got to understand that, you know, 
uh, we got to pray for the world. We got to pray that God, that God reveals himself to them so they can be enabled to come into the body. Then verse 66, from that time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? See, now, this is what I mean about this 12. Now, we know Judas is going to stay because Judas got to betray him. But let me tell you something. Sometimes in life, some people are going to walk away from you. But don't be discouraged because they walk away. Because if God wants them there, guess what? They're going to be there in the end. But they're not meant to be there. They ain't going to be there. Sometimes It's hard to accept that, okay? And this is what it says. He said this in verse 66. I want you to see this. You do not want to leave too, do you? See, he said that with humility. Because he's talking to these 12 that he's been sleeping with. That he's been praying with and talking to. That he's been knowing close, intimately. They know him. They know what's on his heart and mind. They see the love, the compassion. They seen all the miracles. They seen the people did not believe in him. Jesus asked the 12, then guess what? This is what Simon says. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You talking about encouraging? He's saying, God, man, I ain't going nowhere. You got it all. You got the words to eternal life. I'm not leaving you. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, have I not chosen the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. And he meant Judas, the son of Simon, Iscariot. Who? Though one of the twelve was later to betray him. Check this out. Could you imagine? I'm talking about, I, I, I'm not getting ready to close out in prayer, but I want, you, I want you to think about this. Could you imagine if you Christ, you Jesus, these 12, which you love them. Remember, understand this. Jesus loved Judas. Judas. Judas was going to do something. But understand this. Jesus loved him. In other words, Jesus was saying, hey, but one of y'all is going to betray me. In other words, just think every day you get up, you wake up, you say, man, that's my man right there. And, but... If you God and you know that this is the only person that's going to set the events around that's going to redeem men. And you know it. You know he's going to know you're going to feel. And you know he's going to have you get ostracized and get a beat down. I'm talking about, you know, I know some of y'all seen Passion of the Christ. Y'all saw how it looked it on TV. But just think, that was a movie. That wasn't real. Just think, if we had the passion to see, passion of the Christ, and it moved people and changed people, what do you think it did in reality? Well, I want to let you know that Jesus is the bread of life. He can feed you spiritually, naturally. He's a provider, just like Jehovah Jireh in the Old Testament. I want to tell you whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I'm getting ready to close out. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. Let's close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day. I thank you, Father, for the word that you have placed in my heart 
to talk about Jesus is the bread of life. Father, I pray that this word will penetrate people's hearts, that they will understand the power of the cross, that they will understand the power of communion. Father, I just thank you, Father. I pray that you bless your people. I just pray and just thank you, God, for your word today. I love you, God. In, in Jesus' name, amen. But like I said, if you want to take that challenge, uh, go ahead and, and practice Jesus' name, speak to the Holy Spirit, but also if you want to join in on the fast, if you only can do a, a day or hour, whatever you can, make the time for the Lord and let's see what God going to do for us in 2021. I want to tell you I love you. I'm praying for you. I want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. That he will never leave you nor forsake you. That he will continue just to bless you. That he will continue to build you up. And I want to say bye-bye. Talk to you later. Love you.